Hello and welcome to That Film's View. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We are here with another movie review and in this episode we're looking at Toy Story 4. We all thought we had said our final goodbye to Andy's toys at the conclusion of Toy Story 3, but Woody, Buzz and the rest of the gang are back in this fourth instalment. Toy Story 4 is out now. If you haven't watched it yet but you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Directed by Josh Cooley in his uh, feature directorial debut um, from a screenplay by Andrew Stanton, who had co-written the first three films, and Stephanie Folsom, and a story conceived alongside John Lasseter, director of the first two installments of the franchise. Uh, Toy Story 4 picks up a short time after the closing moments of Toy Story 3. Luke, you have the plot. Sheriff Woody and Buzz Lightyear, among their other toy friends, have found a new home and lease on life after being given to Bonnie by their previous child owner, Andy. Woody struggles to find his place in Bonnie's life, no longer the favourite toy and not used to being neglected by his owner. They are introduced to Forky, a spork that has been made into a toy, the most important toy to Bonnie right now. Bonnie's family and the toys embark on a road trip adventure, stopping at a travelling carnival, where Woody comes across Bo Peep, who was sold nine years earlier. Bo Peep is now a nomad adventurer who helps Lost Toys find new owners with her companion, a miniature cop named Giggles McDimples, and her sheep Billy, Goat and Gruff. Forky is held hostage by a doll named Gabby Gabby and her squad of ventriloquist dummies. The toys must rescue Forky, return him to Bonnie and get back on the RV before her family leaves the carnival. That is a lot of story. It is. But it's mainly about Forky. It's <laughs> Toy Story Forky. Key. Yes. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, look, the Toy Story franchise. Um, Can I just say, before you say whatever you're going to say about Yeah, that, sure. My daughter, my eldest, she is now seven, <laughs> has been so against Toy Story for the longest time, what not even wanting that? to entertain the idea what is going of on? watching Toy Story. It has always been that way. Doesn't she like loves Cowboys. Disney, she loves the Pixar movies. Doesn't like astronauts. Not interested in Toy Story. Last night, something happened. Here in Australia on Channel 9, Toy Story 2 was on, and she was glued. Today, I went to JB Hi-Fi, I bought... The Blu-rays of all the Toy Story movies. One, two, and three. Wow. She cannot wait to watch them. What is... Finally. It's taken a was long it Jessie? time. It was Jesse, wasn't it? Was it Jesse? Not even. That Just watching it in this... Because this is the thing where I couldn't fathom. Like, knowing what she likes and knowing what Toy Story is and how colourful it is and the, the, the characters, the variety. I knew she'd like it. Yeah. And now she does. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad she's on board. We've, we've, yeah, we've got another one. One of us. The yeah, the Toy Story, that first movie, even the 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 trilogy, has special place to me. Very big fan of it. When watching Toy like, Story two last night, I had the thought, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> Do not remember it. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to you sitting down with your daughter and watching them. I'm with looking her. forward to be watching because I remember when that first movie came out, and man, that was. A big deal to Groundbreaking. Game changer. I, all of those things. I was 11. I didn't watch it sure. at the movies. I watched it on VHS and watched it a lot. And then I have seen the second one. And then when the third one came out, I watched it just once. Yeah. Like it was a new release movie and I watched it. And I've not gone back to it. But I definitely, as you just said there, I will be going back 
with my daughter, even my youngest, she's nearly two, and we'll just do the whole trilogy. No, it's not a trilogy, thanks for. But going back, <laughs> I'll watch the, the first three. But from your memories of the third one, you know, like, we did get a sort of uh, an ending, I guess, a real, true, satisfying conclusion to these characters, to Andy, to, you know, the franchise as we know it. Did you? Did we need a fourth movie? We got we got the shorts. We got some TV special. I haven't seen them. So there's one way to go back in time, or that's the theme of the episode. Nah, like there's dinosaur toys. It's, oh, is that yeah, it? Okay, I have seen the cover of the DVD, <laughs> and the other one is the the terror one, like the Halloween special. Yeah, they're on a drive somewhere and they get stuck at some place. And Spoilers. The lights are out. Is is it the the cast of the movies? Absolutely, right. Like so when on, so the dinosaur one made did by that Pixar, happen? made by yeah, with the voice actors, they're all back. Right, okay. So it know. would have been around the time that they were recording the movies, and it was just well, extra. I, I don't know. Material. They no, they came out. It's been they came out every other sort of couple of years. Some of them were attached to other movies. I looked in at between them, Toy Story three yeah. and this one. So I looked at them today because I was curious, and both of them have a runtime of twenty minutes. So they're short. There's two of them, but then there's also like shorter ones, like um, Barbie and Ken go on like a Hawaiian vacation. They like some, I can't remember that. The one. casting of Michael Keaton in the third movie is Ken genius. <laughs> I love that casting. Uh, but did we need a fourth movie? I mean, we've got it. They they had a very strong trilogy, and they really stuck the landing with the third movie. The writers and even like John Lasseter, the man sort of behind the whole thing. You know, he said, you know. They were never going to do a fourth movie unless they had a good enough story and something worth putting on screen. And, you know, with Pixar, especially with Toy Story, you know, it's something very sacred to them. I believe them that it's like they wouldn't have done this unless they wanted to. So I've I had recently faith. I had faith. That this, they started writing this movie, or at least had this idea when making the third one. Yeah. So it didn't come it's after. Like, so it's, it's like, you know I mean? like, if we've got the right idea, well, you kind of had the idea mm. the whole time. I think, like, just with Pixar's track record recently, in recent years, it's been sequel, sequel, prequel, sequel, sequel. <laughs> it's kind of like, ah, uh, Disney, cash grab, I mean, all are, of that. It's... They're mixing that up, though. Like, I mean, next year they've got Onward and what's the other one? Soul. Soul, yeah. So and... they're back to original. And they have been doing re- Inside Out. Oh, Coco. Inside Out was great. I still haven't seen Coco. The little dinosaur. Worst one. Don't... Ugh. The worst I almost said that with a question mark, so I always forget the name. Good of the dinosaur, movie. the good dinosaur. Again, that, exactly. Is <laughs> the good a, dinosaur the, a good di- or the good dinosaur? A is, good dinosaur is a bad movie. Okay. Oh, is it really? <laughs> I don't oh, like that's it. That's a shame. It's so bad. It's so bad. Um, the first thing I want to mention about this movie is the animation. Holy shit! It is incredible. Phenomenal. Like flawless. Uh, there it, is. It's so good. That opening scene. You know the toy like they're outside. It's raining. The water. The wow, the rain. There, there's like a certain point in animation where I think we get, and it's just like, why is this even animated? It just looks, it just looks live action. You'd rather just real. have Tom Hanks and <laughs> Tim Allen running around. <laughs> but I mean, take look at the if you look at Scud the dog from that first Toy Story movie, and then you see this cat that's in this movie. And I dead set was looking at that cat going, that's a real cat. Honestly, when I watched... It's a real cat. It's got to be. When I was watching Toy Story 2 last night and then I was looking, I was paying close attention after watching Toy Story 4 and just like itself, just being mesmerised by 
just how amazing this mm. animation is. And then as I'm watching Toy Story 2, I'm noticing that, right, okay, so the the trees in the background are moving, like in the distance, right, yeah, they're yeah. moving. But everything that is right in front of you is not moving at all, it's just still. So the characters are moving, but in no way is the background or like the ground, sure. there's no interaction there. Whereas in Toy Story 4, everything is interacting with everything else. Mm. It's very much lived in. But I mean, going back to those first movies and one and two, I guess they'd come a long way with by the time three had come around. But it's still that phenomenal. What they achieved when yeah, that movie I mean, was released in ninety five so and then good. Toy Story Two. But you know, there's still imperfections in that in those that first movie's animation and you can see it and it's like But watching this one now and watching it on the big screen as well, is... it is just visually it is breathtaking. Going back to your question, did we need this movie? Well, I guess we'll get into that. <laughs> it at least looks very good. Just to see the anime. But that's just where I wanted to start because, I mean, when the movie opens, it's like, that's all that was taking me over. I was just like, this looks incredible. Like, phenomenal. Um, but yeah, that, that opening scene, we get a, a nine years ago flashback. So it's set sometime between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. It pretty much shows where Bo Peep went. We we got a mention of her character in Toy Story 3, just, you know, that it was like, oh, she's gone and it's unfortunate. But now we find out what happens to her. So that's all good. But I think the next thing that happens is what, you know, really sucking me into this movie. You know, it's raining, it's dark, it's nighttime. Camera pans up and we get shots of clouds. Again, the clouds look amazing. Call back to obviously... The original. The original with, like, the clouds on Andy's room. Randy Newman, you got a friend in me. And I'm like, yep, I'm there sitting in my cinema seat. I'm like, I'm here watching a Toy Story movie. No one can stop me. Like From 95 to 2019, watching the fourth entry. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Well, it's not incredible, it's Toy Story. Hey. <laughs> but no, yeah, Randy Newman, that uh, the, the song, the soundtrack... It's it's all it's all there. It's all quality stuff. It just felt like Toy sounds Story. like Toy. I think this movie, amongst a lot of the other ones, really played on. He could play with the music that he had already created with certain characters, and you know, like when Buzz Lightyear has his moment, it's the Buzz Lightyear music. At the end, when Woody, you know, it's his final moments, and it's just you get that Woody cowboy music. It's cool, very cool. Right, okay. With with this with this movie, it, how I feel about it without <laughs> giving my rating. Though you've got a solid trilogy, yep, and it could have only ever been that, yep. and it would, and it's just perfect, yep. And it, it feels like this is just something that's been added on. I know yeah. it's a sequel; it's the fourth film in the in the franchise, but it definitely it doesn't feel like. I mean, I've not seen them, but I'd imagine those twenty minute specials they put out. Yeah. They also would feel like you don't need them, but it's something else that's there. Yeah. And those first three movies all feel of that world. You've got Andy, you've got Andy's room, and it's all around that. One complete story. And just knowing that this is a road movie, it it is. Yeah, I don't, it's I don't like, know. It's, it's like a road trip from the movie. It is. Like, it just deviates from what you know. And I guess... What this is... Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong at all. This movie is and serves as a feature-length epilogue it does like 
Com if I'm going to compare it to comic books, like what will happen is like whether it's DC or Marvel comics, and I like to talk superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know this about me, but you will have an event. Like let's keep it Marvel, like the Civil War event, sure. and he adapts it into a movie. So you've got the actual the the main event, but then you will have lots of tie-in comics. Mm. This movie feels like a tie-in movie. It doesn't feel like the next one. It's kind of like, if you want to watch it, it's there. I mean, you don't need it's, it. I wouldn't say it's so much as a tie, because when you say it's like a tie movie, it almost sounds like a spin-off, you know? Like yes, okay, so that's... Oh, one of the characters that we met in those three movies, okay, now we're following them, and... Oh, we've got that is like, true. So, okay, the, the analogy is much... not perfect, but it does feel like it's like an extra thing that you don't necessarily need, but it's there if you want it. It's extra story. Yeah. But if you want to stop at Toy Story 3 you have a beginning middle and end close it close a chapter it is done I mean what's weird like that first movie you know in, in all the movie all the three movies anyway they were all about Andy's toys like or even the supporting characters had moments to shine and it was about that gang and like they would all be on the adventure together sort of thing that first movie you know focused on Woody and Buzz's relationship yeah the second one focused a lot on Woody, and then had the other characters going to him. The third one had all the characters. Woody, again, had sort of like a side thing to himself, introduced new characters, but you still had all the characters sort of playing a part. There wasn't really a focal point, and the ending of that had an ending for all of the characters. This movie is... Like a Woody spin-off. It's a... <laughs> yes. <laughs> But because Woody's, you know, one of all the... If not is, the main character but, of the series... Yeah, but instead of Woody and Buzz, it's, it's really... Woody and Bo Peep. And Tim Allen's just waiting in his trailer. <laughs> like, you know, literally you need me? Waiting in the RV until yeah. it's his time to shine. And the other characters, yeah, they do get... I mean, they're here. A bit we see neglected. Them. It really is Woody's movie. It's, it's about Woody's character. It's where he is now. You know, his journey. I mean, you can look at his character throughout the film. You know, him coming to terms with... You know, like having to share the spotlight with another toy. He's no longer leading the room. And then the He's journey no with, you know, oh, you know, my kid growing up and then accepting the fact that it's like, you know, it's not the end of the road. There will be other children. And that's where, you know, you're leaving with three. And then this fourth movie is like, okay, I've got another kid, but it's it's not what I'm used to. And then you get with the Bo Peep interaction, introduction, sorry, or reintroduction, it's you know, is there a different life for a toy besides what he knows and what those other three movies sort of told us about the life of a toy and what it means and being there for your kid? It's it's crazy. It's just, it's Woody's movie and it takes his character into a very different direction. And where we leave him yeah. is a strange We'd leave place. him without an owner or, like, you know, without a kid. Yeah. And he is going to live a life with Bo Peep. I gotta tell you, I really don't know how I feel about the ending there. Like, no, no, I, I don't. It's yeah, and again, if you, you you go back to that third movie, that ending where all the characters had, you thought they were gonna die, <laughs> and then it was like, no, they got a happy ending, and it it finishes it off, and it moves them away from Andy, and it's like it's okay. Things move on. Sometimes change is okay. And there's sort yeah. of there's a bit of irony in the fact that it's like this movie is sort of proposing that it's like even though we've we've moved on and we've accepted that, it's still like, ah, oh, there's something not quite right and we need to keep going. You know, Woody needs to keep going, we need something 
more there's an irony about this movie existing and just being you know, essentially being that is that we can't move on and let go with it there's something else that we need to address and it's the same thing it's and it's yeah it's 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 daunting and it's sort of like are they going to do a fifth movie at some point will they is Woody not going to be in it? I'm not watching a Toy Story without Woody. What's going on? Will I mean, they bring him back? Will they... We need to track down Woody, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I'm sure Tim Allen would be happy about <laughs> top billing, to be honest. He's getting top billing, or at least oh, second to none. Yeah, second. I mean, come on. Top billing is Tom Hanks. That's what I mean. No Tom Hanks. Tim Allen reckon... is first. But you're saying Toy Story 5, no Woody... What about if Toy Story 5, it's following, it's Bonnie's room, Bonnie's toys, Buzz Lightyear, all these guys, but you do see Woody. But you'll like, you'll cut away to Woody. You'll spend some time with Woody. Or he needs to come back for a reason, but he's not the focus. Oh, that's okay. As long as, yeah, as long but, as he's... As long as Woody is in it somewhere. back in some way, yeah. But I'll if he's happy. not, you're not interested. If they're just... Even though it's, they're still continuing... Yeah, no. Nah, Did nah, you watch I'll... the Buzz Lightyear TV series? I mean, yeah. Nobody. But yeah, but it's different. Oh, he was in the opening credits. So it's, <laughs> it's okay. Oh my god. So if we see Woody in the opening credits of Toy Story Five, you're on board. Yeah, if Randy Newman's singing, you got to. Oh no. Is yeah. it a problem uh, that we've stopped talking about Toy Story Four? No, it's <laughs> we not should a... get back to it. The other main character. You know, we've established that this is clearly Woody's movie. The issue I have with this, and I guess it's as you're saying, this does feel like a tacked-on thing, is that what are the other characters doing? Buzz Lightyear has his moments, and he's out there doing things. He has that one joke and throughout the whole movie. His inner voice. I'm like, they're not going to leave the joke alone. Yeah, It's there for the whole movie. Yeah. They, not a fan of They've that. done something with his character... Do you think he... I mean, I know you're a bit detached from the films, but do you think they've dumbed him down? I know when you first meet Buzz in the original movie... He believed course, himself to be the real Buzz Lightyear. But he's not a moron. No. He's just... You know, he believes... a certain, He believes the world to be a certain thing. And well, he knows who he is, so it would make sense that he would believe that he <laughs> yeah. is who he is. But, but when then, yeah. he's clearly told and proven that he's wrong and delusional, he's like, okay... Damn. There's just not a lot and for him every to other do in time. This movie. Toy Story 2, when you know Woody is taken, Buzz Lightyear is like he's like Batman. He's like we're we need to get him we're out. We're sorting this him. out, doing the stuff with the license plate, and he's running the you know, he's in charge of He the finds team. where the bad guy is. In, in this movie, you know, the and that triceratops, you know, he's like, What do we do, Buzz? What do we do, Buzz? And you know, he's just he just freaks out. He's like, I have no idea. I don't know, every moment with him just seems very like he's just a He's a side character and he's comic relief and he's dumbed down. Just hearing you say that, you are absolutely correct. Buzz Lightyear is a side character in Toy Story 4 and in any Toy Story movie, he shouldn't be. That's... It's Buzz and Woody. And... Or Woody and Buzz. And if you are to separate the characters to have them go on two different journeys, it's like there should be a balance between the two, which is what they did with Toy Story 2. And with three, you know, you have the characters in two places, but there's things going on in both ways. And they, you know, they give him time to do things and all that, but for a lot of the time, it's him just getting caught in stuff. Like, as I've said, I've not got the attachment to these movies and these characters nowhere near the level that you have, but watching Toy Story 4, I strongly missed the Buzz and Woody relationship. And do you know what? The. 
Slinky, Rex, Mr. Potato Head, and hell, even Mrs. Potato Head, Jesse. As much as, you know, they get the screen time, and the only exception here would be for Mr. Potato Head, who's voiced by Don Rickles, who passed away two years ago. Um, so they used archival audio for him with the permission of his family and all that. And from himself, he actually said, like, let me live on. That's the only reason why his character is limited, and I accept that. But every other character, they're trapped on that RV, and they don't leave. Like, We've got new characters, though, and I guess that's, and it is about, that's where the focus is. Yeah, but I guess... But we've got all these beloved characters stuck on the RV. If this was, say, if this was Toy Story, like a middle movie, if this was the second film, or the third film, if we knew we had a fourth one coming, it'd be okay to let the side character sort of lay low for a bit. But if this potentially is now our finale, it's like, ugh, characters weren't doing anything. And I think that's a detriment to the to the film it's just, Annie Potts is happy like she's got Annie Potts do. is <laughs> honestly I said to you recently I didn't realise it was Annie Potts from Ghostbusters yeah so did not realise she was Bo Peep this whole time now my struggle with Bo Peep now she's kicking ass and she's cool um, but I'm like she is not that and I, obviously it's intentional but she is not that character from that first nah, I mean, movie, or even the second years. When her arm gets pulled off, because I, I I could see the bandage on her arm, yeah. but didn't really think anything. So you know she's she's porcelain, like yeah, yeah. she's very delicate to and the <laughs> arm pulled off, and I laughed. But <laughs> if I was supposed to, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I heard about this movie having like a heart wrenching, yeah, soul crushing ending. I was thinking, oh shit, they're gonna smash her. They're gonna smash Bo Peep. Mm. <laughs> you know, coming into this movie, I said to you when we did our review of Aladdin that the trailer played before that movie. And I had quite a few kids, you know, my nieces and my daughter was there. And the adults in the cinema were laughing at the jokes in Toy Story 4, the trailer. The kids weren't. Now, did you go with kids or a kid or... No, because she didn't want to see it at the time. Now no. she's a Toy Story fan, but she didn't want to see it Outrage. then. So, but I'm just curious like, how this movie is landing with kids because <laughs> critics and... Adult audience members are liking it. I'm mm. just curious what kids are thinking to this movie. I went to a session without kids. I went to oh, a that's right. intentional. Yeah. yeah. So I have no idea. Do you have any relatives, kids? I've watched it. Nah, no, nah, nothing. I mean, this movie is doing great <laughs> at the box office, but it's all the adults that are watching it themselves or dragging that's their it. kids along. Or dragging them. Yeah, because I don't know. I mean, again, like, my daughter recently came to Toy Story, like, visually and the jokes and, and the story. Like, there's, there's a lot going on there. I just think this movie, more so than the other ones, it is more about grown-up feelings and experiences. Yeah. I mean, and I get it. And with Woody's character and his journey, like, I was on board with it. I was fully engrossed in the story and what was going on i think yeah what i'm detracting from i guess like the overall happiness and satisfaction with the movie was you know the points that i've pointed out already it's like things that they did with the story and what we're getting but yeah i was fully on board with the mature story and the unfolding events and the characteristics and all that and it was funny though i was laughing throughout a lot of these new characters as well as well are pretty hilarious and i guess the main one Porky. Trash! <laughs> Voiced by Tony Hale. Um, you know he, what, he is great. In that this. whole sequence, it's a, a new Randy Newman song, I forget what it's called, but um, I think it's like, I won't let you throw yourself away or something like that. Like, montage scene. Hilarious. 
There's a moment between Forky and Gabby Gabby, voiced by Christina Hendricks, and he's actually giving her sound advice. And then just when he stops saying what he was saying, one of his eyes eyeballs just drops. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I've a, you're right. There is a lot of good gags. We're going into in this, this movie. From, with what I had seen at the trailer, I was very concerned with the Forky character. I was like, oh, look, I, I don't know what they're doing with them. I don't know what it means. Um, you know, it raises a lot of questions about you know the rules of the Toy Story world. Like, can you just make? A thing and it become a toy like what, what like too many I mean, questions they're surprised by it themselves like the other toys the, the movie is addressing those questions they're not really giving us answers but it, you know it is questioning it and it's saying well you know yeah this is weird and they don't know what's going on but it's about what makes you happy isn't it like you know people get attached to like yeah different things and and this is the thing that you know you've got the character of bonnie you know we're introduced to her at the end of toy story 3 a character that is going through a hard time she's joining what is it nursery or oh, kindergarten kindergarten yeah and she's afraid like she's worried yeah. about experiencing something different and forky is something that she made on that first day she's found comfort in so and she views it as a toy even though he wants to be trash so it's like this is the thing that she finds happiness in and, and comfort from and then Woody is then going to do whatever it takes to keep Forky in Bonnie's life so I, I like that and even the other toys are like what are you even doing or what are you talking about and it's not until Forky goes missing that the other toys actually see what Woody had seen all along like these like Forky really means yeah, something yeah Bonnie start, like, she breaks down she starts so freaking out this movie like the other Toy Story movies has a lot of heart so much and of so, course the emotional pull is there like it's and it is what you want real from Toy stuff, Story. Yeah. You, you know, you want to feel something. You're going to get you know, blown away by the visuals. You're going to laugh at the jokes, but it's got to have heart. And this movie has that. The story's there. The heart's there. The emotions. And, of course, the last. And I can't tell you how funny it is watching Forky walk. <laughs> like when they're Woody and Forky are walking down the highway and he's just, like, plodding along. <laughs> I just... It, it's crazy. Like, what are we looking at? It's hilarious. But what I loved about that is that, yes, they're both walking along, but every now and then, Forky gets dragged for a little distance, <laughs> and then he's walking again, <laughs> yeah. and he gets dragged a little bit, and then Woody's like, I am not going to carry you. But then when they start bonding, and now this is Woody that's in Bonnie's room, he's been a bit of a secondary character, and he's been left behind. Yeah. His badge got removed, so the sheriff given badge Jesse, is given yeah. to Jesse. So he's not really been given the attention that he's used to getting. So when Forky generally starts having interest in his listening to Woody's stories, the next time you see them, Woody's carrying him. <laughs> There's so many good character moments in this, but yeah, just like, just Sporky walking. Sporky. <laughs> yes, Sporky. Forky. He's a spork. <laughs> You've got Forky. Walking, dragged. Walking, <laughs> yeah. dragged. I liked that a lot. It was good. It was I a good character moment. The eye thing. Like, and the eye thing, yeah. Just his, I think, for some reason, watching the trailers, I was like, the design of him just did nothing for him, but then just seeing him in the movie, I was like, this is all working. I it don't know. completely I just works. I don't know like, what's happening, but it's, yeah, it's all working. Ducky and Bunny. Yes. <laughs> Key and Peel. I love Key and Peel. And in this, they are playing... Key and Peel. <laughs> they very much. They're not doing anything you, different. They're if just... you have, yeah, but if you've seen their sketch show, they are brilliant in that, and they are brilliant in this. I thought they were it great was, characters. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, just for new 
Um, comic relief characters, a duo, 100%. Beautiful. And they're... Toy Story has never really done this, but cutaways of fantasy, you know, what if scenarios. Oh, mate, that scene where they keep jumping on the woman's face. <laughs> and then the extended one where it's like, it's a whole yeah. thing, they follow her home, she does her routines, and they just do it again as well. They do. It goes <laughs> to show, mate, that we have an upcoming review of the new Child's Play movie. Toys can do that. <laughs> I, we've not... I don't think we've... We've seen darker side of toys and that first toy story movie when you've got the spider body and the baby's head I mean, yeah. so we've seen dark things before but just these in these cutaway scenes they are attacking an old lady <laughs> buzz <laughs> well we're not doing that <laughs> oh yeah yeah they they did have a lot of good gags in this they do perfect yeah just perfect sort of side characters um now gabby gabby you mentioned christina hendrick's voicing her um, she is, I guess, our toy villain. She's the bad guy um, or bad gal, but you feel for her. Yeah, it's my first thoughts were when we were introduced to her and when we started finding out what her plot was, her motives. I was like, "Holy shit, Toy Story has a Thanos!" I'm like, "I'm on board with this, with her motives and all." Like, I, I get it. She's... The henchmen, the dummies, terrifying. Oh, horrendous! And... But at the same time, so funny. <laughs> The way they walk, like because the, they're, yeah, they're, they're the top way heavy. they walk, but there's a bit where they're pushing her away, and someone calls after one of the dummies, and he kind of like just turns his head back and tilts his head, and just like his big open smile. <laughs> Do you know, originally Woody was supposed to be a ventriloquist dummy? Yes, I did. So hear that. it's yeah, it's interesting to see the sort of whole franchise come full circle, and Woody's faced against these ventriloquist dummies, and yeah, he would have been terrifying as as a as a dummy, as a puppet. I don't know, I don't like it. Don't like it at all. Um, but yeah, Gabby, Gabby, I was on board with her. You know, she's been neglected. We've had three movies of the toys sort of going through that journey that it's like, oh, you know, like, we get it. We're fully on board with it. But she really comes good. And it's like, again, I'm in a weird place. It's like Woody gives her his voice box parts or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, he never gets that back. And it's like, oh, now Woody is without that. Like he doesn't, but then he, but you've already said like where this movie leaves him and Bo Peep, he doesn't need that. No, that's not a part of him really. It's not who he that's is. That's part of his as toy, a toy. Yeah. It's something that he can do. It's something that is appealing to kids, where he's no longer going to have a kid, so he doesn't need it. But it also speaks to the strength of his character, where although he's been treated badly by Gabby Gabby, he recognizes that this is a toy in need. And he is in a position to help her. Yeah. Just turns out that even with the addition of his box, the little kid, little shit, she still doesn't <laughs> want Gabby Gabby. That little bitch. <laughs> but yeah, that's a heartbreaking moment as well, though, where that kid just went, nah, I don't want it. I generally did feel for Gabby Gabby, which yeah. I guess you're supposed to, but thanks to the other toys, she does find a home. Yeah, and that, that sets the Poor other- girl, lost at the carnival. Are you lost too? And then she takes oh, Gabby Gabby. Yeah, it is, it is. Story. It gives her an ending and it sets up, you know, Woody's eventual uh, decision as well. Kenneth Reeves. Ho oh, ho! Duke Kaboom. Incredible. Kaboom! So he's constantly... I, mean, I think I did that as well as him. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but I think he's doing it bad intentionally. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, so, we've we've both seen that clip, haven't we? Have you seen where it's a behind the scenes, it's Keanu Reeves, and he's delivering a line? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, I will send it you later, <laughs> because it is 
incredible. And I would watch it before bed and have sweet, sweet dreams. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, a line reading of Vin Diesel as when he back when he did Iron Giant, mm. and he kept delivering it the same way. And it's like, okay, so this time we need to feel it more. And he just did it exactly the same, exactly the same. You've got to see this clip of Keanu Reeves. But here he is, Duke Kaboom, Canadian stuntman. Yeah. Brilliant. It's obviously based on like an evil Knievel type, like a, like daredevil toy, stuntman. It really is toy. a great addition. Constantly like, posing like in many different... It was reminiscent of sort of like, like the Lego movie kind of yeah. character movements you know just very stop frame like very rapid yeah that's true um, just but I, little, I liked it yeah. I enjoyed it because it was very different to what we had seen with the other toys how they move quite fluidly and naturally I guess I love the design I like that they've hired Keanu to sound like Keanu <laughs> like he's not yeah. giving anything else it's... just get your actor to be that actor otherwise just get someone honestly else. mate oh god I wish you'd seen it before we recorded because not only when Keanu Reeves is delivering his lines as Kaboom, he is doing the actions in the recording booth. Oh it my is God. incredible. I will send it you. Now, I off air beforehand, I asked you, did you watch all the mid-credit scenes? was going to talk about these later on, but I'll, I'll mention one because one is about Kaboom. Well, it's more about Ducky and um, Bunny. They have another one of their fantasy thingies where it's like, you know, they're just going, oh, what do we do next? And they, they're like, well, we could... They grow really big. They start terrorizing the carnival like monsters. They have laser eyes, blah, blah, blah. They're destroying things. Woody and Bo Peep are like, no, we're not doing that. So same sort of thing. Duke Kaboom asks them, do you guys really have laser eyes? And they pause for a moment and they say, uh, yes. And then it cuts back to Duke Kaboom and he says, whoa. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I, I only watched the first post-credit scene. That's what nah. I'm going to watch, where they were helping toys get homes at the carnival. There is another post-credit scene. I can't... I mean, there's a few, but the the other one worth mentioning is... It's back at Bonnie's room. Jessie's now the sheriff. Um, she crawls out of Bonnie's bag, and it's like, Hey, um, Bonnie made a new friend. Pulls out another Forky type ah. thing. That's a female. Right. And Forky's instantly smitten in love this new female forky type i can't remember if it's a fork or if it's a spoon or a knife oh no i think she's a knife she's like a knife and she's like what am i so is she like knifey like Maybe. wifey oh knifey wifey mm. <laughs> forky's like i can answer any of your questions i'm here to do that for you and she asks him why am i alive forky's like I don't know. <laughs> Cut to in, in, remainder of the credits. In, in the audience, <laughs> you're like, give me an answer. Give me an answer. <laughs> uh, worthy mid-credits, I reckon you missed him. You yeah, missed him. but you know what? There's no way I'm not watching this again. I'll watch you with my daughter and I'll see him then. That's it. Uh, back to character, sorry. Bit of a sidetrack there. Giggles McDimples. Ali Malik. I thought she was fine. Yeah, good addition to like a sidekick. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Shoulder kick. Probably my least favourite character. Like could have, character in could have removed her, I guess. And I mean, she's fine. She serves a purpose. You know, it saves us having Bo Peep just having conversations with herself. That's true. And that's that character. Um, the other one I want to mention, Combat Carl. The, oh. the last time we saw Combat Carl was being blown up by Sid in that oh, first right. movie. Oh, so right. Wow, okay. Oh, it's a Combat Carl. Boom. Voiced by Carl Weathers. 
Perfect. <laughs> like, the, absolutely. The third one, though. Someone just give the guy a high five. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, every time that's... I'm like, oh, Paul, combat Carl number three. Oh, yeah. Nobody's giving that Carl yeah, a high five. That was, you're talking about a movie with emotions and heartbreaking moments. That, that was a heartbreaking moment. Um, okay, let's address that ending and where we're at with it. So... Forky's back to Bonnie. They potentially send her dad to prison, <laughs> which is a good little thing. Woody makes the decision to stay with Bo. I did not see this coming. Like, obviously, he was being introduced to her way of life, but yeah, just where it ended, it just sat in a weird place and it's still sitting in a weird place with this, this, the decision that was made. And It's a funny ending, isn't it? But you've got to think that it could have ended... For Woody with Andy, but he stuck around with Bonnie, and he just wasn't the same for him. Mm. And when we see him at the opening of that movie, he's put in the cupboard, and his badge is removed. Bonnie doesn't want to play with him. I mean, I don't blame him. No, so it's kind of like he's served his purpose. It's like when you've got a story about an imaginary friend. Yeah. Like as soon as the purpose has been served, that imaginary friend will leave the child. It's kind of like his work with Bonnie is done, but it's just a shame that he's having to leave the rest of his friends. I like that they were supportive, like Buzz mm-hmm. and everyone else. They were supportive of the decision, like, this is your time now. Like You need to live a life. You need to do something for yourself. So I, I like that, but it is an odd ending to have the toys separate and it be the decision of one of the toys. I think... Where I'm at with this, in terms of like the story and the characters, I'm all for it. I understand Woody's decision. I understand the other toys being happy for him and being like, go, man, be with Bo. Like, we'll be okay. Do your thing. I get it. And it's wonderful. And it, yeah, of course, it's heartbreaking. In terms of me watching a movie and this series sort of coming to an end, maybe not. Maybe there'll be more. Yeah, again, it raises those questions of, like, hang on, like, why are, they, why are they not together anymore? Like, why is Woody over there? You know, it's 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 very confusing and it's just sitting weird. In terms of actually being in the movie in that moment, you know, like, Woody saying goodbye to the other toys. To his family. To his family. There Which it is. is something that happens, though. Like, we've both yeah. moved out, no longer live with our parents. <laughs> you move away from your family. Yeah, it happens. In that moment, though, I wanted to really experience... I wanted the feelings I got from Toy Story 3, you know, when Andy's going through each of his toys and he's saying, you know, essentially saying goodbye to him and he plays them one last time, and it's like you get choked up and you're really feeling the emotions. That scene where Woody makes the decision to stay with Bo, and then, you know, yeah, the camera pans over each character, you know, quite... Yeah, it's quick, but it's you know it takes its time a little bit. But then suddenly, boom! Before you can even feel emotion, or at least for me anyway, it was like, oh, the RV's leaving. We gotta go. And then it's like, goodbye. Everyone leaves. Yeah. It's too fast, and I'll say, like, I wanted to get teary and be sad, but it was just like it was just so fast. It didn't give me a moment to even feel for a second. And I think that's another reason why it was like, oh, just very quick, very. I didn't have time to feel it. What about the concept, though? So that this is a world where, essentially, toys don't need children. They could just go 
and live lives and have like a little toy city. Yeah. Do their own thing. Because what's going to happen well, that's here? that's what Bo's character is doing and yeah, saying. I know, and, but like, living, there is a world out there. I know, but they're living on the fringes of civilization. Like, that's they're just right, outside yeah. of the public. Because... What happens? Are you talking about like a toy uprising revolution where they actually yeah, overturn? I'm just saying them. that it could get to a point. Like we did, we did a review of uh, Detective Pikachu, right. where there's a city where you've got Pokemon and humans coexisting. Never thought you would bring that movie up again. No, very but bizarre. It, but you made me watch it <laughs> for the podcast. But it could be like that. I always thought that that toys were somehow they were there just to serve the children. I guess they are, but it's a choice for them not to let people know that they are sentient. It's always a choice. It is the question of the rule, like who makes the rule? Why why do they? How are they alive? And what's going to happen? How? Like Woody and Bo are going to be off, like going on dates, like living their lives until somebody sees them and they drop still. Because they're not going to continue doing I mean, what they're doing. That would be awkward on their date. I but you know what I mean? I'm thinking like, of like a lady in trap moment. Lady in the trap moment where, you know, they're eating dinner and suddenly someone walks past and like, they just have to drop dead and then the spaghetti's in between the two of them. You know, I saw a meme online recently and it had like three pictures and it had Andy Young playing with the toys, mm. slightly older, slightly older. And then the last one, he's dead in a casket and he's buried with his toys. And they're like wide-eyed, freaking out and they've been buried alive. <laughs> just the concept of it though, because I'd always like watch an accepted toy story that, you know, whenever there's humans around, they play dead. Yeah. And but it's just a thing you go along it with. Is, it is, but it's a choice. Exactly. They yeah. choose to do that. That's why it, it does. The stick end of out. the first movie proves it. They don't have to. It's if true. They it's want true. To, when they, they freak Sid out, but even when they're doing the Kim Peel sketch thing in here with the old lady, and it does stick out. Not just because it's a funny scene, but when she's interacting with the toys as they're being sentient, because you don't often see it. You don't know. But that's what's happening. So Bo and Woody are going off, and they are just going to live. A life. They're going to be in a relationship. They're going to go on adventures. But all toys could do that. Like one day in the world of Toy Story, the toys could just all like the uprising you're talking <laughs> the about. Uprising of toys. They just get up and leave. Like I'm not just going to hang about this room and wait to be played with again. I'm just going to go on off my own life, yeah, my own what adventure. If eventually, they all just get sick of it. I've had go, enough. Screw it. I've had enough of being your plaything. Yeah, we are no longer child playthings. Wow, it's just weird, isn't it? That's another thing. That's uh, that's Toy Story Five right there. Just twisted. And on that exhausting <laughs> breakdown, let's rate Toy Story Four. I would like you to go first. Sir. No. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah. Look, it's I have I have some issues with it. As I said, you know, the supporting characters that we know of are. Underused. We have a new set of characters, and majority of them are very fun and likable, and I enjoy them. It's yeah, it's a weird feeling. The overall movie, it's like, is this an epilogue? Why is it so Woody central? Where are they going to go from here? I don't know. But as a movie, as an experience watching it, animation, fantastic, incredible, amazing. The story is still. As a contained thing, very good, very well done. It is a worthy story. It's a worthy movie to watch. It's funny, hilarious. It's got so much going for it. It's just a few issues that I have with it, and I think that's just coming from a place of my love for Toy Story and the franchise. I left thinking I would give this a 4.5 out of 5, but I think after sitting on it for a bit and having this discussion, I'm going to land happily at 
a four for Toy Story 4. Out of five, of course. Out of five, out of five. And I'm not going to beat around the bush here. Like it's all, it's all been said. I'm going to score this a little bit higher, like an extra point five for the animation because it is outstanding. Like, wow, the look of this movie higher than me. is no, not higher than you. It's higher than what I would have. Oh, sorry, right. The quality of the okay, animation. Okay, well, I thought you were going to no. four point five. Okay, let me just throw it out there. I'm also going to give it a four. But the story, the enjoyment, for the most part, I'm riding a three point five. Visually, it is just absolutely fantastic. It does feel like Toy Story, but just the having the other main characters or supporting characters just sidelined and and Buzz Lightyear just having that one joke throughout the whole movie. Yeah. But it is a good movie. My daughter's going to catch up on the first three. I know she's going to enjoy this one as well. So it is a four out of five, but this is a movie that across the board is just testing so high with audiences and critics so it's doing well and you know it's getting big money at the box office but for me i just wasn't blown away by it and i did i sent you a message jason before going into this and i didn't have any real excitement for it to be honest but i did get a lot out of it i did enjoy it but it is woody's story and i wanted a toy story of like all the toys (laughs) that i yeah, a Toy Story, not a yeah. It's a Toy Story. To sit here and like and just say, I wasn't too happy with this part or that part. And for both of us, it's coming out four out of five. It's still you, you, there's a it is a good movie. There's yeah. no ding, denying it, but it, it's just it's not the best Toy Story, but it's a good Toy Story. I think to say to say it's not the best Toy Story is is not even a bad thing. The Those bar is three so high. Is so high. That first movie to me is a perfect movie. That second one, I mean, you can't get better than perfect, but in some ways the second one is a better movie. The third has some issues, but it's still pretty damn good. And this one yeah, falls maybe just under it, but it's Yeah, it's crazy. That, that bar first, is so high. Yeah, I mean that first movie, the highest grossing animated movie of nineteen ninety five. This is going to be the highest grossing animated movie of 2019. Are you thinking Oscars, could this get a Best Picture again? Did Toy Story animated. 3 won? Yeah, did it win? I'm not sure, but Best Animated, I mean, it is. Yeah. It will, for sure. For sure. Toy Story, for sure. Um, we like to close out with trivia, always, and I have prepared just a rundown of some Pixar Easter eggs that we get throughout the movie, so you're going to enjoy this. Um, I'll go through them very quickly. When Bonnie's at kindergarten, um, or at her orientation, there's a lunchbox in a lower cubby. It has Reptilius Maximus from the Toy Story short, the Toy Story that time forgot. Um, Boo from Munster's Inc. Um, can be seen at the kindergarten. Hang on. Hang on. Is that confirmed? It looks like it. Okay. I thought it looked <laughs> like it. And then I saw on IMDb trivia, someone else thought so as well. Because there was, there was a theory that young Moana was in the opening, I think, of Wreck-It Ralph 2. Or... There was a theory about a young Moana popping up in something. It didn't turn out to be true. Sure. Or no, actually, I think it was meant to be... That's completely not correct. <laughs> I think it was meant to be a young Moana in Incredibles or, or something or other. Something. But what I'm trying to get at, there's always something about something. Sure. But not... Let me, re- let me reword the, the trivia then. Let me say, there's a character... That resembles Boo from Monsters, Inc. Good enough. In the kindergarten. Wearing that pink t-shirt. Oh, I'm pretty sure. It looks, it really does look like it. Okay. I even turned to the missus and was like, that's Boo. I was like, Boo. 
Uh, when Woody first reunites with Bo Peep, her sheep bring her various items, including a grape soda cap from Up that Ellie pinned on Carl's shirt. Um, the carnival worker has a Pizza Planet truck on the back of his leg. The carnival attraction where Bunny and Ducky live, um, there are tiny plastic versions of Miguel's guitar from Coco. In the antique shop, there's an Ernest de la Cruz record, which is also from Coco. Um, Bing Bong's rocket from Inside Out is in the antique shop. Um, Eve from Wally can be seen. And the diver's mask, P. Sherman from Finding Nemo, can be seen in one of the shelves in the antique shop as well. And there's also a ride at the carnival that looks like Elastigirl's motorcycle. Cool. From Incredibles. That's Two. it. Uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've brushed up on your uh, Pixar knowledge. It's because we did a review on it. That is true. It's still available. <laughs> That's it for our review of Toy Story 4. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And we also have our sister shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all of our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsdupodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Men in Black International and Murder Mystery. Sounds Like Comics did an episode looking at the Conan the Barbarian film from 1982. And if you haven't checked it out already, Rewind and Review went back to 1995 to review the original Toy Story in anticipation of this one. If you like movies about kids named Andy and toys that come to life, our next That Films You Review will be the new Child's Play the movie with all the marketing featuring Chucky murdering the Toy Story characters. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. Bye.